0: Uh, Welcome back to another episode of uh, what to do with the coronavirus. Is that the unofficial name of this? I don't know. Um, I'm Anthony Sanna today, once again, talking with
1: Dr. Michael Smith. uh,
0: We've been known to uh, put together a few podcasts before. You may have heard this voice uh, on Fusion Health Radio. We've got another podcast project that we're working on right now, but we're doing these episodes um, because they need to happen. This is kind of the gap that goes between uh, our original podcast and what's coming up next. Um, we're talking today about the three stages of infection. Uh, Michael, a uh, pretty important thing to be discussing. Yesterday we sort of talked about uh, living on Mars and dribbles. I want to bring people up to date with that idea who might have missed that conversation.
1: Yeah. So the the first thing to be really mindful of is about barriers. And, you know, one barrier would be washing your hands because, you know, you touch something, you touch your face, gets into your mucous membrane, you get sick. And that's all kinds of viruses, not just COVID-19. So because we're dealing with something that's easily transmittable and doesn't show symptoms for a long time, it's what we call a latent vector pathogen because it's, its little arrow of activity is latent or hidden. You might call it the ninja virus in some way because it's sneaky. So people have to just be a lot more on top of keeping the sense of barrier between what's going on in their house and what's going on outside of their house. Uh, in a way, humorously, hopefully, especially for children, like you're playing a game where you're all living on Mars and your house is a hab module where everyone's safe and happy and you know it's not Mars. And to keep it fun and playful and easy to remember and easier for young people to wrap their very frantic hearts around sometimes, I just encourage people to pretend that when you're outside, especially if you're going to the store, if you're going to any place where there may be crowds in any way, is pretend that those people are Martians. And Martians have this game of gerbil tag, where Martian gerbils like to jump three feet and see if they can tag other people. For anybody over about 10, 12 years old, that might seem a little bit too childish but at the same time I find it comforting and I'm in my 50s to just sit there and go yeah well I just have to you know have a sense of humor about you know where I stand in the grocery store aisle when people decide to pass me and what I wear and we did a pretty extensive episode on that yesterday so it's up on both uh, autoimmune health solutions on YouTube and on the autoimmune Autoimmune health solutions on Facebook. It's about an hour but it's uh, um I think a pretty thorough conversation, and it's not boring. It gives you what you need to know, and it gives you some reference points for how to think about it. So I would encourage (laughs) anyone to go back, look at that, take some notes. And uh, today is going to be pretty much a hopefully slow motion avalanche of taking notes, um, because I want to keep it down to uh, less than an hour. But I also want to give people a real clear sense, kind of common sense, almost folk medicine, common sense about how infections work. And specifically, given how infections work, how the COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 vector for this pathogen actually works, and why it is it's killing a specific population of people, you know, more than everybody else. So we'll get into that, and I'm going to also talk about behaviors, choices, some supplements, some Chinese medical ideas, uh, and things like that that could possibly help you. But... Because I have a medical license, and because both YouTube and Facebook are getting really, really kind of on a hot tin roof about what they do and don't allow to be promoted on their pages, I've made the decision to not give people exact dosages because with this information, you can write it down, look at it. If I'm not giving the exact dose, then you have to look up the exact dose. So you are researching this yourself. And much, much more importantly, if you're researching this dose right next to whatever you're looking up, contraindication with fill in the blank of whatever, whatever medication you're taking. People have already died taking natural supplements along with things like CBD, along with other pharmaceutical medications, along with something like grapefruit juice. Which, if you know what all of those things imply, are the perfect storm to basically toxify your blood and brain um, by mistake. So, instead of throwing out a mountain of uh, ideas and dosages, and for people who might be panicking and just stuffing their, their, their face with things, I'm just going to share with you the research. The why uh, they so, work. So, so,
0: sorry, that idea that you just shared there about people. Uh, dying from contraindications or uh, taking supplements and uh, medicines, uh, that's even prior to anything to do with coronavirus,
1: correct? That that would happen no matter what. It's just now people right. are getting a heck. I would say the fistfuls of what people are doing are, are getting a lot more reflexive or instinctual. I mean, sure. So I, I just wanted to be clear not, that
0: or- Go ahead. I, I, I just wanted to be clear on that idea that you're, you're suggesting that how people take uh, medicines and supplements and that sort of stuff was always a concern. Uh, and now it's, now, now it's even more so.
1: Well, yeah, now, now it's more so because people are in a highly reactive state if they're getting symptoms or if they have immune compromised relatives or uh, they're, they're just kind of a fighter and they want to swing for the fences just because it seems like the right thing to do. So I'm not mm-hmm. judging anyone who's making proactive decisions. It's just, if you're not doing it with medical support or advice, you're going to to potentially make mistakes. Right. And you want to be as precise to this as you can. So again, that's why I'm dividing this up into three stages. I think they're pretty common sense. And then we'll go into what to do and why. And then you can research whether or not each of those makes sense to you. If you're going to take the time to put them into practice and of course, check out contraindications and hopefully while you're waiting for pots to boil and things to dry and all the other fun things we'll get into, you can get a hold of any of the people who practice Chinese medicine who are all committed to telehealth practice. If you're their patient, call them, say, can I have this kind of a conversation with you like you and I are having right now? or Skype or something else, and then they will be able to give you, given your actual situation, the precise formulas or the precise sort of folk remedies that will help you the most. This is not an action movie where machine gunning all of the guys in the other colored uniform is the strategy here. We want to be very sequential, very specific, um, because things can go badly if you do it in the wrong order or if you do it uh, too intensely. Sure. Well, and I, I just
0: want to take a quick moment here to, to introduce this idea. I mean, we're doing this at a distance, uh, technology being what it is. We're actually recording this as a video and also we're recording the audio portion of this to put it up uh, differently. So uh, putting the video up on Facebook and YouTube, um, if that gets compromised in any way, uh, there's going to be the podcast version of this available uh, through Fusion Health Radio. Um so uh, just, just to make it clear that uh, access to this information is, uh, is going to be available if we come over any sort of um, hurdles, uh, we're going to aim to make those speed bumps <laughs> so you can <laughs> carry on your way. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's get into the, the, the ideas here, the three stages of infections. Uh, what okay, we start so with? let's uh, go back to uh, the and gerbils. Okay, back to Mars.
1: Back to Mars. So you've been in contact with a Martian, and somehow the Martian gerbil has gotten into your eye, into your mouth, uh, onto your hand, which you touch your face with, which eventually migrates into your mucous membrane. The first line of attack is actually the defense mechanism of your mucous membrane. membrane. In Western medicine, we often refer, that to, refer to that as uh, sig a or secretory IgA. Right. And that's just sort of the first line of uh, immune antibodies that uh, begin proliferating in response to any new form of life that gets into the mucus of your body, uh, especially in your mouth, your nose, your eyes, and your lungs. It happens also in your GI tract. It's just a slightly, uh, slightly different situation. Interestingly, and worth sharing, is in traditional Chinese medicine, the term we use for this part of the immune system is Wei Qi. And... I'll explain that word in a minute, but it, that would also include your mucous membranes and what is called your exosome, which is an actual three foot cloud of bacteria, immune system interaction and load uh, that's happening since the day you're born. Yeah. Right. So we, if you ever get into the microbiomes and the exosomes, you'll realize we're basically living, and I, this is so icky. Uh, in kind of a bacterial soup, you know, all around us. I'm always reminded of the cartoon character from the Peanuts cartoon. His name was Pigpen. He always walked around with the dust all around him. So I'm old, so I remember these old cartoons. But <clears throat> um, that's a great image to have in your mind that, you know, we're all walking around with little sort of dust bunnies or something floating around us. And that thousands of years ago, Chinese medicine kind of came up with a general understanding that, okay, well, I mean, there's something that's, innate within us and our immune system that is trying to protect us and it's about us, but it's the first line of interaction with us in the outside world. So we,
0: we would be our own little uh, sun in the middle of our own little universe of stars around us. Like we're, we're kind of at the middle of some,
1: uh, maybe it would be better to be the planet and this is our atmosphere. Okay, sure. Okay. Because, and I'm not going to go too far off on this, but the Chinese character for Wei Chi, Wei is a a character that describes a person in an army holding onto the flag that says, "Follow me towards the bad guy." Hmm. right? So in thousands of years of Chinese you know land warfare, there was always the people who had the big flag that says, "Okay, cavalry, cavalry, follow me over the hill. <clears throat> We're going to go into the valley and get the bad guy." So that's the understanding that what we can do not only to have a protective Wei Qi atmosphere to keep our planet happy, but more importantly, the idea you can direct its effort. You can focus your body's exosome and IgA immune system, the secretory part of it, if you alter it in the right way. Mm. All right. So the first thing you do not want to do at all is have sugar.
0: No sugar. I mean, that's kind of, That's not a new concept.
1: Not for me, but it's definitely something everyone has to basically... Uh, I'm, I'm having a Crohn's and colitis flare-up, just to be honest. I'm not sleeping very well. That's it's like constant nausea and urge to vomit. So I'm doing my best to be really coherent here. But if I choose an example that's coming from a tired, nauseous place, forgive me, but that's where this is coming from. <laughs> So I often ask my patients to think about taking some vice grips and clamping onto their finger. Okay. It's going to hurt, and it's only going to stop hurting when you take the vice grips off. Okay. So biochemically, sugar is going to damage the actual surface tension matrix of the polysaccharide structure of your mucus, which has something called surface tension, which maybe people understood what I meant there. But basically, it changes the thickness of the goo of your snot and the throat mucus. And it makes it like a water slide for bacteria and viruses to go from your mouth right into your stomach or right into your lungs.
0: So sugar is the grease that allows things to move easier quicker, faster,
1: into you. While it builds little tiny runnels of structural change in the surface tension of a highly complicated mucoid structure, Mm. it, it changes its shape. Alcohol changes its surface tension and its viscosity in another way. So it again makes it more easy for these things to actually go from the outside to the inside. So if you're trying to keep the army on the front line and you're ingesting things that put big huge water slides of free travel for the enemy to get into your body, that vice grip metaphor about what is actually worth doing for long-term well-being and what's not, kind of comes to mind which is you're basically just clamping on and holding on for more pain because you're making decisions that are inevitably going to cause you more symptoms and in this situation nobody wants to be messing around because if it gets deep enough into your body then you're not at stage one anymore
0: so uh no sugar no alcohol um it's kind of or could be construed as the same thing i would think i mean how many um I'm thinking of things like amaretto or any other kind of sweet.
1: There's all kinds of stuff. So I'm I'm just going to say that that's the first picture I want you to have is the front line stage one is your secretory IGA or your Wei Qi. And we'll come back with some specific strategies for that. But if you can picture that and picture that it's about the health of that mucus and how far away from you other people's mucus is, that's a good start. Stage two is when the virus has actually gotten into the mucus and is starting to use an interaction with what are called um, interleukins, kind of your uh, B cells and T cells, uh, white blood cells that have more specific activity. And that's actually how viruses produce a kind of uh, life energy, because as the immune system naturally starts to fight off against the virus, the virus can hijack part of the process and use that to take it deeper into the body, right? And this is one of those very tricky things where if you overly aggressively um, amp up your immune system's effort, you can actually overly aggressively amp up the progression at which the virus is using this machinery to propagate itself deeper into your body. That almost seems kind of cruel. (laughs) (laughs) That it actually... Cruel.
0: C-R-U. Cruel, yeah. Yeah. The um, that the well, just a, that, that whole process just seems fascinating and cruel all at the same time. Anyways, sorry. Go on. Yeah.
1: So we don't want to over-strengthen, overstimulate. So when people think I need to take a bunch of immune tonics at that point, that may or may not be the strategy to do because immune modulation, keeping your immune system in a safe boundary is actually better. And in just the same way, immune suppression is probably five times more dangerous because now it can basically tell your immune system to do whatever it wants in the sense of the way the virus is hacking the production of B cells and T cells. Right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> this immune modulation part is really, really important. And this is again where Chinese medicine has made for thousands of years some of the most potent and useful distinctions, which is why a combination of TCM and Western medicine had such value in Wuhan and in China. Now, I've been teaching Chinese medicine for 25 years well, practicing it, but also teaching it. And the reason I bring up teaching it is trying to explain how China, <coughs> trying to explain how Chinese medicine terminology works from an ancient language to modern science can get a little bit tricky. Um, Because at this part of the process in Chinese medicine, we're making the distinctions from a Chinese medicine point of view as to whether or not the nature of the change in your your, uh, respiratory mucus and immune system is getting too coagulated or the surface tension is getting too thick, which we would call cold. And then again, if you have a lot of sugar or you have uh, a lot of carbohydrates in your diet that affect your immune system below that, it can actually make the um, respiratory mucus a little bit too uh, thin, as an Mm -hmm. example.
0: Just a quick question. I hope it's a quick question. When you say sugar, I'm thinking of things like refined sugar, sweets, candies, that sort of stuff. Um, as being um, the typical bad sugar, but what about um, natural sugars like fruit sugars or that, that sort of thing?
1: Is that also less is more? I mean, if you're going to have fruit, have berries because they have this tiny much sugar compared to fiber and a bunch of actual useful nutrients. Mm. Right. If you're going to eat a bunch of papayas and stuff, that may or may not be the, the ideal thing to do because the carbohydrate load lasts longer in your blood. Got it. Anyway. So I'm not going to get too far into that. I'm just asking people to appreciate that your best option is to combine Chinese medicine and Western medicine, because if you're talking to someone who understands Chinese medicine and and you talk about your symptoms, they'll be able to provide for you the right kind of specific formula for the metaphoric description we have of cold turning to heat, you know, with respect to dampness and changes in the structural capacity of your lungs and things like that. Um, because I'm focusing more on integrative medicine in my work right now, I try not to drag people through the Chinese terminology because so few people understand that it's metaphoric to structural changes in parts of your body. They think that these things are things because they don't speak Chinese. They just borrowed some Chinese sort of shorthand terminology and run with it. And that's just as likely as not to go badly if they don't really think it through. So Mm -hmm. I'm saying that if you have a good TCM clinician, they're going to help you as much as anyone because they're helping the terrain in which this virus is moving no matter what version of science you're thinking about it. But Western medicine doesn't talk about that really at all, you know, in in any specific way. Right. And uh, just real quick, TCM, traditional Traditional Chinese Chinese medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Just want
0: to make sure people know a little bit of lingo.
1: So that's sort of the fundamental thing with uh, the stage two is now the virus is beginning to proliferate and hijack part of your immune system because it's living in your respiratory mucus and it's actually trying to find its way as far down the bronchial tree, the little, you know, airways that get down the microscopic, you know, size of alveoli and, and capillary beds where the gas exchange happens between your lungs and your blood supply. And that's actually where stage three happens is in this uh, very unique interactive part of the immune system and the physiology and the anatomy of your lungs. And again, that's why in stage three, it goes usually a lot more intense and a lot more rapidly and people end up on ventilators because all of the mucus and all of the kind of die off from your immune system fighting the good fight to kill off the virus, uh, fill up the alveoli with more mucus. They cause more inflammation and hardening within the normal normal permeability between the lungs and and the vascular system. If you have a pre-existing respiratory condition or vascular condition that makes them in any way weak, frail, or brittle, say like diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, uh, previous pneumonias, excessive use of antibiotics, COPD, underlying immune system problems like that. So we we have this, you know, keep it on the outside, but if it's on the inside, now you're dealing with something in a mucus um, behind the lines kind of environment, and then if it goes deeper, now you're dealing with something that's actually going to uh, attempt by, you know intention or not, the capacity for you to actually have gas exchange between your lungs and and your blood supply. And again, if you already have a lot of pre-existing conditions, you should be really making sure you're paying attention because you're the person highest at risk. If this gets from stage one to two to three, you're the person who's going to be on the ventilator with everyone praying that whatever good mojo and chi is in you is going to actually, you know, kick this thing out. And again, The combination of Chinese herbal medicine specific to those kinds of kind of deeper pneumonia-like processes where you're going from standard pneumonia to a double pneumonia to literally on life support, uh, there are still things you can do to help people uh, with the proper physiology and circulation and function of that specific interactive part of the, the immune system in your lungs and your blood supply so not making anything up here this is just sort of standard hierarchy of order of problem solving <clears throat> but that's the situation we're all in and all of us are in stage one until no one in your city has had a problem for three weeks
0: hmm. the uh um the, the concepts that you're sharing then you're saying sort of um is an introduction to uh, the whole idea of um, just how it is we exist every day. I mean, you know, this this, this is regardless of whether or not uh, uh, COVID-19 actually is there or not.
1: Yeah, it's just a really good teacher because it's a really sneaky pathogen. Mm,
0: Right, right. Um, uh, That was, uh, so you you sort of covered stage one and stage two, um, i talk about
1: stage three where it happens where they connect. Right. Um so now, go, go, go ahead. I was going to say, so what's next? <laughs> so now I just want to go through stage one again and offer a whole bunch of strategies that I have in place in my home that I recommend all of my patients are doing.
0: Right. So this is where we all get the pencil and papers ready.
1: Hopefully you already have some headings and some questions, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So the thing that I have found to be the most consistently effective in every flu season throughout my medical career is something called a DC oil protocol. And that's vitamin D, vitamin C, and some kind of fish oil, krill oil, cod liver oil, you know, those kind of things. And again, I'm not giving out dose, but if you've seen my YouTube videos in the past, we did a a much earlier video on this um, a few weeks ago. Uh, And I think I gave the formula out in that. I'm just aware that the only way that we can keep this video on things like Facebook and on YouTube is not to be giving people clinical medical advice because that's just high risk and lawsuits abound kind of thing. So go and look up that DCO protocol. It's pretty famous around the world for going into troubled areas. And you would take that three times a day, vitamin D, vitamin C, and some fish oil. Now, because we want to maybe be mindful of um, where stage two is starting, I would also use a zinc a zinc lozenge every day, All right? And or it takes a th- zinc of some kind every day with your DCOL protocol, just because it's more uh, prominent at that uh, that S I G A level of of the immune system that's supporting fighting the virus. All
0: right. Uh, I, I just had a quick thought. Um, is any of this information listed on uh, Autoimmune Health Solutions? dot uh, com
1: on your website on the website yeah if you looked for uh there's a one article on my website that's called you know i think it's something like uh preventative ideas for fall you know or or how to prevent the fall flu or something like that right okay, yeah. um, uh, maybe, okay. maybe if there's enough interaction with people and someone asks me specifically for that link then i can add underneath of this again it, i feel like i'm Playing some strange part in a strange film here by saying I'd love to tell you everything just right here and now, but that means you'll never find it. So we're gonna have right. to wait until we get right. Okay, um, and I so... have to respect everyone's trying to you know deal with their inner lawyer and stuff. So most important thing: no sugar, no alcohol. No excessively spicy food, no excessively processed food, no excessively fried food, nothing that's going to mess up your frontline immune system. Eat healthy, eat ancestral, eat stew, (laughs) eat simple, you know, vegetables, a little bit of protein, good amount of fat, simple, 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 lots of broths and soups. Do not drink any cold fluids. Do not drink fizzy things. Do not drink fizzy cold things with sugar in them. That is like basically come on and play bad virus. You know, I've made a little water tunnel right for you into the center of my chest. So that's really important. Um, There are two specific Chinese herbal formulas that are used uh, at this point to help protect people in that sense of Wei Qi. I'm not going to name them because that will potentially put a run on people going to every Chinese clinic and store and shop and maybe use them properly, maybe not call someone, ask them, I don't know, even if they charge you, they will just say, choose this one because I know your, your underlying condition and um, what we would call your, your uh, the underlying pattern of harmony and disharmony, which may sound fluffy, but it's, it's kind of like a diagnosis of momentum of your health. Another really interesting thing from the more First Nation side of what I've learned is to use cedar. Cedar how? Like in what form? Well, I mean, I have a cedar tree right out there. So when I'm thinking cedar, I just go and get some. But uh, it's just to like rough it up in your hands, keep it around you as like something on your body to keep your uh, immune system responding to that. Some people would use an essential oil. I'm not a certified essential oil person. I'm not even sure what that actually means. Uh, I have a great deal of respect for essential oils because they're one of the most direct informational impacts to your central nervous system known to science. So it's definitely got legs. It's just also got a lot of people on roller skates making stuff up. Right. So um I think having a diffuser with a little bit of cedar, maybe a bit of juniper, you know, those kind of very specific uh high volatile oil, uh, but very, you know, dispersive and, and uh in the way I was taught to use cedar in the First Nation sense is to break up things that are stuck together. <clears throat> and that can happen across a lot of different levels. So um, that's the idea, is to just keep everything from, you know, building in clumps and, and you know, keeping your body expectorating clearly. Another thing might be uh, eucalyptus and stuff like that, you know. And, and those will be valuable
0: in stage two as well. Well, I've read that uh, those oils are... Um Uh, good things to be adding to a diffuser if you have something like that so that in your own little uh, pig pen uh, atmosphere universe you can introduce a whole bunch of um, healthier things and if nothing else um, I know for me the smell of those things are very calming.
1: Yeah and and it's also I think just recognizing you're doing something that has been done effectively for probably 10,000 years In the video we put up yesterday, I talked about why those fur cowls uh, around people who live up north were such an important thing, not just an excuse to kill animals. That's one of the best antiviral barriers humans have ever invented. And in fact, when I was playing that video, um, or the video was premiering on YouTube or whatever, I popped on to just see what people were commenting on. And the biggest comment was, wow, I would have never thought that that was why those people had those furry hats. Mm mm-hmm. well, so I'm just up. saying there, there's some old school knowledge that maybe we haven't thought through really well, but it's, it's been around for so long because it's worked for so long. So mm-hmm. Cedar, a good idea. If you're new to things like breath work, Qigong, yoga, meditation, then you're going to want to go to the quickest way to access something effective. And that would be to find a Wim Hof breathing um, tutorial on YouTube. There's about 10 million of them by now. Uh, you can even find Vim himself up there showing you his, his basic routine. Uh, he's made a really interesting decision in, in the world of breathwork to simple it down, to make it the easiest to learn. So you can just lie on the floor do the process do the holds shift your body chemistry and the reason why i think this would be a good idea in the most basic sense for breath work to start with is they actually took him and a dozen of his students and they injected i think it was uh, uh, lps it's an endotoxin from bacteria to see if they could have the typical fever pain response and these people were fighting off Uh, a part of the bacterial war uh, of an infection without any symptoms because they had altered their immune system. So that just for me says, well, if you don't know much about breath work, maybe that would be a good place to start to just give you uh, a chance to de-stress, to decompress, to own the fact that this is you and your body, so let's get really intimate with you and your body. Let's take a little bit of risk by breathing harder and faster and going into some dissociative states you might not be familiar with, so that, again, you're building a sense of confidence through being empowered um, by being in action. Uh, just doing a quick
0: Google search here. It's W-I-M-H-O-F and Wim com. Is his website, so um, you could find out more information about uh, what Michael's Michael's suggesting here online easily. There.
1: Okay, so um, yeah, stage two. Now you're dealing with peripheral symptoms like you know dry throat, cough, that sense we all get of malaise and a little bit of fatigue when you feel like you're fighting something off. Now that's going to last from four to seven days right? If it it just runs its course normally. So you want to stick with this next protocol, including everything you're already doing, the DC oil protocol, the Cedar, the dietary choices, you know, the breath work and stuff like that. And on top of that, you're going to want to gargle with salt and hot water every morning. That sounds
0: really simple. Sounds familiar though, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any Time I was a kid and had any kind of, I don't know, anything, my mother would just suggest, you know, she'd get out the salt shaker and she'd.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Where'd you learn that from? Uh,
0: I think it's um, instinct for old Italian yeah, ladies.
1: That's, that's, it's a thing that goes back through pretty much every culture in the world who's had access to salt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm just saying, let's just take a moment and have some reverence for the fact that a lot of the ancient stuff is still in our minds because it got us here because we didn't die because it works (laughs) (laughs) I I just sort of like toot the horn of the ancestral meme for health you know because a lot of us keep fishing into the you know biohacking stuff which is awesome if you're in good shape and you want to do something you know outside of the rules of normal physiology but Hmm. Um, we just want to know something that's worked for a thousand years is probably going to work today
0: Right. So salt and warm water, hot water, um, first thing in the morning?
1: As soon as you get up, swish, 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 gargle, 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 gargle. Maybe do it three or four times a day just as a nice way to remind yourself you're not being, I don't know, lazy.
0: Yeah, sure. And so uh, is there a reason why you would want to do it first thing in the morning, though? Or
1: is that just... Okay, well, this is... I'm trying to keep the technological stuff to nerd level one here but salt changes the surface tension you could just say yes or no (laughs) if you don't want to go too far down
0: this road Um, is the reason why you would want to gargle first thing in the morning with salt and water (laughs) for
1: thousands of years yes (laughs) okay okay good (laughs) not being grumpy here I'm just saying like you want to go into it we can go into it but some of these things are a bit of a deep dive yeah Uh, uh, yeah For those of you who don't know, it's got to do with surface tension mechanics. Okay. um. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Next. Next. Again, no cold beverages. No cold beverages with fizzy things. No cold beverages with sugar in them. I already said that, but at this point, this is kryptonite. If you have viruses living in your respiratory mucosa and you're drinking something that turns your respiratory mucosa, what we would call cold and damp in a Chinese medicine point of view, you have a water slide for that virus to go right into your bronchial tree. I mean, it's literally how fast can I make myself as sick as I can in this situation? Hmm. Spicy food, bad. Junk food, bad. Anything that interferes with the entire mucous membrane of your body, bad. So just let's all just be smart. Or good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because those things would be very, very bad for you. The DC oil thing is really important, but now the zinc lozenge should be four times a day. If you can, get a zinc lozenge that's um, no dosages, look it up so that we can all keep talking to each other with the modern internet situation. And uh, try and get a zinc lozenge that has slippery elm in it.
0: Slippery elm, I've taken it in powder form before. Uh, and I can't remember what it was for. If it was something digestive or whatever, but it turns into this very sort of slimy, goopy—I um, don't know if "fun" is the right way to say it—but uh, interesting thing to drink.
1: Um, so what we're trying to do is regulate the surface tension stickiness of mm. your uh, respiratory mucus immune system. So I'm going to say something that is not not for children, but it's not. For young children who have overly protective parents. So you might want to pause this and take your young'uns to watch what's happening with the neighbors or something. Or if you have a fairly mature relationship with biology, then we're fine. So as most people do or don't know, during the month of ovulation and, and menstruation for women, there's a change in the actual surface tension and structure of vaginal mucus. And when you're ovulating, that surface tension becomes thickened in a way and almost like a ladder, so that when semen and sperm enter the vaginal canal, they can literally scale that like the little Navy seals or Buddhist monks or whoever you want crawling up there. Never mind, that's probably a little more imagery than we needed. But. It's about rate right at which something external can get as far internal as possible, so we flip over the, the idea of stairways. by using that uh, slippery elm and zinc, you're slowing down the transit of anything moving through the respiratory mucous immune system, giving everything else a better chance to actually uh, interact with it properly. Mm. Right. So if that was not appropriate, I apologize. I haven't slept in a while. So. <laughs> that makes total sense. Great great imagery. So, Great imagery, just making sure, because <clears throat> I always wonder if you've ever gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> so another really good idea, uh, and this is something we're going to be at for the next three weeks, if you're taking this seriously, is try and have a daily broth, bone broth. Bone broth. <laughs> if you don't have bone broth, take some store-bought stock, which you'll notice isn't broth because it doesn't turn into jello in your fridge. And just heat that up and add a little bit of seaweed, some kind of sea vegetables.
0: And that's going to thicken it up and make it kind of. Well, it to became... have the
1: same euthanogenic property in it as the slippery elm, just in a different way. And it's full of trace minerals and it has that salt and the iodine and other things that can facilitate, facilitate uh, other strategies. But this would be a five-hour thing if I explained every specific thing that's going on. Sure, so, sure. <clears throat> I usually also put ginger and lemon juice in that broth.
0: Sorry, just written this down. <laughs> um, ginger and lemon juice. Yes,
1: or um, lime, something like that. High
0: citrus. To what end? Uh, is it the acid you're looking for
1: no so there's a lot of things that have to do with how vitamin c and bioflavonoids and um, what we're doing with a surface tension with a salt with a muciligen from the seaweed all the minerals and the glycine from the broth to really rearrange this upper respiratory upper digestive mucus immune sort of standpoint so if you remember there's that Wei Chi that's always trying to guide the army to the right place, you want the army to be as lined up, locked and loaded and really ready to go as you can. Mm. So if every day you can have that broth, after you've gargled with your salt and spit it out, then four bones of four bowls yes. <laughs> of bone broth with your seaweed and, and your ginger and... Um, uh, some lemon juice and things like that again you're maximizing the cofactor of events to do something that's common sense grandmother wisdom at home right to help the war that's now happening in the bronchial tree of your respiratory immune system and that's a huge huge thing <clears throat> i'm not mentioning doses here and i realize that this has been mocked ridiculously already on the internet with the pretend to know what they think they know people. Colloidal silver is effectively a great antiviral, but it's something that you need to use as a spray and a gargle and something you can swallow over and over and over again. So every time, if you have colloidal silver as a spray or something you can work with, then you could do that every time you use your zinc and or every time you use your broth. And since they're all a four times a day thing, you could maybe like have a little ritual that lasts a half an hour. And you might even want to gargle with salt and then chomp on your zinc and then have your broth and then try the next thing and then the next thing. So that, you know, you actually have like a little 20 minute meditation four times a day of like, this is me doing everything that basic traditional wisdom would suggest is a good idea and again although we're all freaking out about this in some pretty serious ways for some reasons we probably will never end up talking about this isn't actually that much more terrifying than other viral pathogens that have moved through human civilization you know several times there have been lots of worse ones but Um, there's been many, many other ones that weren't this bad. So what we're all trying to do right now is, what they say, flatten the curve to keep the people who are the most at risk of death from this. So although you may not be that concerned and might want to do this once a day, the person who's more immune-compromised would want to do this four times a day. Or if you're in in a house with someone who's immune-compromised, so that you got a hobby. I mean, it's not like you got to go to work and run around and go to whatever places you used to spend your time in the city.
0: Well, uh, that whole process of actually being um, contemplative, thoughtful uh, around putting together a meal uh, is something that, uh, that I've done for years. I mean, certainly we've talked about that in the mornings when I put together my, uh, my smoothie, you know, every every time I put something into my uh, blender, um, I say, Hey, how are you doing today? And uh, good morning. And, uh, and thanks. It's like a gratitude exercise, right? And
1: yeah, I, I actually tell my patients, especially if they have any first nations background is every time you take your supplements, put them in your hand, take a deep breath and blow on them and send a prayer into your supplements and ask them to do the best they can for you in the specific way you need their help. And then you take them and you swallow your thing and just take that moment of gratitude for the one billionth or the 100,000 or whatever the real number of real science behind that really is. But uh, we say in Chinese medicine, the mind leads the chi, you know? So if your intention is clear, you're doing something that's already good for you, like you said, thanks to me, you know, some service today, you are going to see a change. I I think Mm -hmm. actually the last time I saw research on this, it was 25% better results for people who had other people holding good intention for them and they didn't know. And it was 40% for people who were doing the intention work themselves and had other people praying for them as well. Interesting. People got better without even knowing people were thinking about them. So just saying there's something going on with what human intention is that's going to make a difference. Sure. Well, I I just noticed that, uh,
0: I mean, that's something that I do first thing in the morning or whenever it is I actually get my keister out of bed in the morning and decide to make some breakfast for myself that having that sort of intention um makes food taste better but it makes the day taste better too if i can say that i mean it's just kind of a great place to start from so if you're why
1: why, why wouldn't we want to do that
0: <laughs> why wouldn't you want to do that four times a day yeah like yeah um, or three times a day or whatever it is,
1: that and we'll, and this, this is i mean about to be a, that sort of this is about as woo woo as i get, although we'll come back to something probably the same way, but um, if in fact we can measure a 25% improvement in people who are being prayed over or thought over and they don't even know it, if you're a person who's spiritual, religious, mindful in that way, and you're trying to find some way to interact with this process on a global level or just in your, your apartment building or maybe just in your town, every time you drink that broth, send the benefit of that as a thought and a feeling to the people in your city, in your hospital on ventilators or lining up in beds, barely able to breathe, hoping they get a ventilator. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know. I'm not selling anything here. I'm not even giving doses out. I'm just saying if I don't have anything to focus on in myself, I already have numbers of my patients who I'm sending my thoughts to because they're the ones who need it just as much, if not more than me. Sure. Well, I mean, and, I know my... it, it feels good to stay in that kind of tribal association and collaboration. I'm not saying I have any literal belief in pretty much anything, actually, but I'm just saying it feels better. And there's math that proves it makes a difference. So, yeah.
0: Well, I, I, I was just going to say that I know that in my life I feel better when I'm giving. Yeah. So why the, why, the, why the hell not?
1: Right. And I'm sure that's why we say it that way. Mm-hmm. So. The other couple of things that are unique for the respiratory immune system and the mucus uh, from Chinese medicine are, again, two or three specific herbal formulas for how you're responding in the sense of your fever and its uh, rate of climb and whether or not you're getting chills, <clears throat> the quality of your mucus as you spit it up, the breath sounds you're having, you know, if it's harder to breathe in, breathe out, a whole bunch of little fiddly details which actually help a Chinese medicine. Clinician or or doctor choose exactly the right herbal formula for you and this has already been established in China Like if there's a printout if you know enough about Chinese medicine, it's in Chinese that says stage one. These are the three formulas for this stage two. These are the formulas for this and you know, it's all there But again, if you don't have access to people who can make those distinctions for you with that kind of training I'm actually putting you in danger of making something worse so I'm not going to mention those in detail because I don't know each of you well enough to make that distinction for you, but you could call someone. There's got to be a TCM doc somewhere <clears throat> who will talk to you on something like this. He'll probably look at your tongue and ask you a bunch of questions and say, this is the best choice. Mm. Right. Yep. Another really good idea is to eat a lot of squash. Squash. Yep. You mean like roasted? uh roasted steamed however you like it okay and why squash well you see you want to eat the squash because it's got a lot of really good bioflavonoids and carotenoids in it but more importantly you want to take the skin and dry it in your oven and crack it into little pieces and then use that um, as a part of your broth in the morning for your seaweed and and stuff
0: and does that have the same sort of effects by thickening it up and making it No, Um,
1: it has a really unique characteristic um, that uh, we actually, the most common reason I get people to do that is for patients who are going to have an anesthetic. Say that again. The most common times I ask my patients to get dried gourd skins or squash skins and turn them into a broth. And there's lots of different ways you can do that. Other herbs you can add. You can even, if you went to a Chinese herbal store uh, Gua pi, it's, you know, the dried squash skin. So, okay. um, you know, you could take that and boil it up. But that has a really unique impact on the stability and strength of the deepest part of the immune system of your lung. And we're trying to keep this from turning into pneumonia. And that's why it's used in Chinese medicine in China. If you have an anesthetic, so the post-operative likelihood of pneumonia, which gets higher as you get older or immune compromised, actually goes down. <clears throat> and it's an old folk remedy that's gone on for thousands of years. So as far as I'm concerned, it's got way more street cred than a bunch of graphs because people have been talking about it for thousands of years.
0: <laughs> so for those of you listening to the podcast, you've, you're missing all the hand gestures that I'm up, Michael's oh, making right. here when he's,
1: when he's I, well, talking about street cred. not, so I try and pretend <laughs> I'm in some kind of L.A. gangster movie sometimes because I'm shy and I yeah, feel a- better.
0: <laughs> you need to check. You need to check shirt and a bandana, but <laughs> maybe the next I I episode. I have a
1: big tattoo on my neck. That's what I want.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. So, uh, so squash two. skin. Uh, hang on. Still, still on the squash skin idea. Doesn't matter what
1: kind of squash. Yellow, orange, reddish. Okay. Cool. The brighter, brighter, the color, the better. Okay. Okay. Great. So you were saying stage two. Little recap, gargle, salt water, just get it over with. Make some broth. You don't have to make it four times a day. Make a nice pot and just ladle it out and scoop it anytime it comes to your mind to have some. Because you want to have that mucus membrane as mucusy and consistent as possible. Keep your DC oil going, but make sure you're doing zinc four times a day. I'm not telling doses because I don't want to get kicked off the internet because I actually want to help people. Not sell on anything. It's not our role. Mm-hmm. um we talked about the squashkins did we talk about dried citrus Nope. okay so the one last thing besides the please talk to a chinese doctor about getting the right herbs you can do the same thing you did with the squashkins with things like oranges grapefruits tangerines lemons limes stuff like that um and when you dry them and then cook them into a soup it's a really unique flavor it's often mixed in with things like congee which is a rice base kind of like you know You know, if everyone's really sick in their stomach, you can have like white rice, white bread, you know, kind of food. That's the Chinese version of that. So it's really overcooked rice with some herbs uh, in it. But one of the most potent ones for this part of your immune system, it would be a dried gourd skin and or dried citrus skins.
0: Um, I'm just thinking of things my mom used to do with lemon peel when I was a kid. Um, and thinking about your comments about thousands of years of tradition, <laughs> so yeah, there's something to that. Definitely something to that.
1: Yep. Okay, stage three. Uh, if we had music, it would be dun dun dun.
0: You want some? Dun dun dun. There you go.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Apparently, mine wasn't that good. So. <laughs> it's just a delay echo. Yeah. There you go. So stage three again is when the infection is starting to impact the direct anatomy and physiology of where your breath gas exchange into vascular tissue exchange happens. That's where the mucus builds up. That's where things become fibr- fibrous, calcified, inflamed. Once things can't move back and forth, that's when that <laughs> kind of shortness of breath wheezing happens because you're trying to force something through a, like a filter that's all gummed up with oil. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, there's very minimal things you can do to physically extract that out of people, you know, in, 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 a, in an effective enough way to make that strategy the right thing to do. So what we need to do is protect the the cells along that, that whole area of the inside of your lungs, because now the virus has gone from attack the uh, innate immune system uh until enough of an adaptive response has fueled it to give it the energy and the numbers to go into a cellular attack because viruses basically just want to pop your cell open drop some rna in there swim around on kind of the inside of the machinery of your cell and start replicating more of that specific broken filament of rna so it can go and run around and meet the universe because it's martian gerbils it just wants to be everywhere it's like a little fun game ha 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 that's when life and death damage starts to happen inside the structure of the cells. Not saying doses, but glutathione uh, and acetylcysteine, uh, liposomal glutathione, those are all the things that are gonna have the most protective uh, frontline capacity at that stage of this process.
0: And um, to be clear, those are supplements you're talking about?
1: It's a very specific uh, amino acid that has to do with every detoxification chain and an intracellular extracellular load. And in fact, if you're a Chinese medicine person, this is what some of us would metaphorically call the liver of your lungs. Interesting. In the sense that it's it's clear, clearing off cellular destruction and damage by protecting it in the way your liver protects your body from breakdown from toxins and stuff. Yes, and...
0: Yeah, sure. But my my point to to saying those are supplements, I mean, if we're going to get those things,
1: um, look them up and research them and see if they are in concordance or contraindication with what you're already taking, right? You're a walking insurance debacle because you can't sue me, man. I'm not telling you to do anything, I'm the guy giving you dosages. I'm just saying, do the research, make sure it's okay with you, ask someone to be sure because. There's always a reason why every good idea for somebody else is a bad idea. This is generally a good idea for in general. And that's, again, why I'm being really careful with what I'm saying. Another really powerful thing Mm -hmm. you can do um, is, uh, along with everything else we're already doing from stage one and two, is get some beet powder. Uh,
0: Like the red things? Beets?
1: Beet powder, yep. Not like beet powder from drums beat like red <laughs> Yeah
0: yeah the red things. <laughs> yeah, the red things. Uh, okay for
1: Because we have a high capacity to up our nitrous oxide. Nitric oxide is a really important molecule and it's really important at vasodilation especially at the microcapillary bed in your lungs so you're helping solve one side of the reason people are suffocating at least in some small way by having the glutathione exchange keeping your cells from completely just crashing and keeping enough nitric oxide in your vascular tissue to keep those uh, vascular uh, capillaries open and permeable Uh, We're going to talk about breath work again because uh, you want to be doing the kind of breath work that's going to up your nitric oxide. So the Wim Hof breathing that I talked about before is great. The next conversation you and I have, I'm going to walk people through a kind of breath work that I kind of invented a few days ago specifically for this because you want to maximize not only nitric oxide, but the physical stretching and Ah, uh, mobilization of the fascial tissue uh, throughout your lungs and the membranes around it, because if that's already thin and compressed and old and atrophied because you've sat for 45 years at a desk like this, and the whole lung capacity isn't—I breathe 110% in and out most of the day. It's more like I breathe 30%, like your average North American uses 30% of their breath capacity. <clears throat> That saying, you know, sitting isn't a new smoking, it's it's a catchy meme, but there's a lot of reasons why it's actually scary. So there's breathwork you can do. Oh yeah, and always get out in the sun every day, stage one, stage two, stage three. Lots of sunlight. <coughs> Choosing. Uh, more expectorant uh, essential oils, yeah, like eucalyptus, uh, that actually make you bring stuff up. You could do a more ginger, lemon, and unpasteurized honey. Tea, very little tiny bit of honey, unpasteurized. I use the stuff that's actually got royal jelly in it because of the kind of plants the bees live on because I want maximum immune boost benefit with minimum amount of kind of chaos. But mm-hmm. if you can get anything that's going to speccurate more phlegm, that's less stuff dripping down, getting stuck in those little alveoli sacs where your life and death are determined in stage three. Sorry, this is serious and scary, but I think we're all hopefully getting stronger and more fortified and familiar and resilient with the fact that we're all at risk here to what degree, I don't know. To what degree this is some kind of governmental shenanigans, I don't know. I can't control the fact that if I go outside and stand around a group of my friends, the Canadian government will physically separate us and fine us now. So the world is getting to a place where it don't matter why this is happening in the sense of who's at fault or who's running the show. What matters is, let's just kill the least number of people while whatever the hell else is going on is going mm-hmm. well, on. i tell my conspiracy friends who keep thinking this is just Like a whole bunch of crap. So, I would think
0: that the people tuning in uh, to listen to us uh, talk about this um, are okay with the um, heavier side of um, concepts that you're sharing, Uh, because I know for myself it really helps me paint a clear picture as to um, why uh, what you're suggesting is actually um, useful. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think you need to apologize.
1: No, no. I, I just like to be clear that I don't have a, a, a paddle in the water in any of these paradigms. I'm a clinician. I've made a oath to be of service in a very specific way. All these other things are kind of I'll find out when I find out. Right. I find out. Right. So, more dried squashkins in your broth. At this point, you're gonna be in the hospital, FYI, so you might wanna have people coming to give you these things. If you still can meet people in the hospital at a certain point, that's gonna be it. You might wanna talk to the people in the ER or in the ICU or in the specific restricted ward that that person is about you know, glutathione super high vitamin C. That's been working in different countries in the world for sure during this stage. But this is when it's being medically applied through an IV with a doctor saying, let's use this dose based on milligrams per kilogram of body weight. <clears throat> so those are decisions that would be made in a hospital by hospital trained physicians if they decided to go a little bit outside of the playbook and try something uh, really a bit, well, smarter. They're already doing everything they can with uh, various treatments for the bacterial viral pneumonia, the double pneumonia that this can turn into, which I'm not gonna cover, that gets pretty complicated. Um, The Chinese medicine herbal formulas get very, very specific because you're treating different forms of pneumonia from a Chinese medicine point of view. Uh, So again, you need a very well-trained Chinese medicine person to come up with those and make those distinctions and potentially even be able to visit with this person in the hospital or see them and talk to them before they end up this far into it to know what that person would need if they end up in the deep stage three situation. And the statistics are things are going better when you do everything together than just one or the other or the other. So mega dosing supplements like glutathione and vitamin C at that It's hard hard to shake a stick at that as a bad idea. Using the specific antibiotics that have an intracellular antiviral secondary effect. Antibiotics usually aren't used for virals, but some have this secondary effect. They can be used if they're used by the right people in the right way. So that's a possibility. There's all the anti pneumonia medications and and treatments and, and, and things like that already that are out there. And again, the Chinese herbs that you would be using at that, level or that stage of this would be determined probably before you got that sick so if you're immune compromised you've been around a lot of martian gerbil infected people you're starting to get symptoms then the best thing you could do is get in touch with somebody who really knows about this stuff so that they can say well if you go to stage two with your health and your pattern of you know your uh constitution and things like that uh, your medical history this would be the best choice and then if it goes to stage three very likely it's going to be this or that so let's all be very preventative in how we line up the things that we decide are going to be uh necessary when really the proverbial martian rubber hits the road of what COVID 19 can do when it gets really deep inside your lung cells
0: mm-hmm. um i'm just conscious of the time there michael just to let you know we're in over an hour wow. um
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was just going to say I'm pretty much done. If you wanted to ask any questions, uh,
0: well, you had mentioned something about some kind of uh, breathwork exercise. I'm not sure if you wanted to get into that in well, this we're in recording. An
1: hour, then that would just be it's it's a breathwork class, so we'll do that as a breathwork class.
0: Okay, yeah, we, we can yeah, yeah. next uh, tune in
1: next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll try and make sure I have a my my phone's being charged in the other room, so I don't have a clock. But that didn't seem like an hour to me, so I apologize. I, that's one page of notes,
0: so that's okay. Um, uh, information is uh, helpful when you explain it in detail, um, and we managed to skip over some things to to make it even clearer. So, um, I don't know that I have any specific questions right here, um, but I'm curious if our listeners do. Um, the best way for them to get back to you about whatever it is you suggested here, we're going to be posting this on the Fusion House Radio page.
1: Um, It'll be on the Fusion Health Radio page as a podcast. So that'll be audio. It'll be on the Autoimmune Health Solutions page as this Zoom video. And then it'll be on the Autoimmune Health Solutions YouTube channel as this video.
0: So a few places that people can actually uh, reach out and connect with you. to the
1: places, write in questions, we'll, we'll get them. Once we figure out how to actually do a live thing with the two of us where people can ask questions, uh, then we'll be able to do that. And if anybody knows how to do that and would love to give me a tutorial and it's not really complicated, I'm game. I'm or get a hold of this guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, teach me so that Michael doesn't have to stress his brain out with little fiddly buttons and things on the internet. Um, okay, uh, so lots of places for people to uh, gain access to this information and get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, if you uh, have any uh, ideas um, about whatever we've talked about, please, uh, let us know, uh, share this video and share this podcast with your friends. Um, and I guess, uh, what's the next topic of conversation going to be? going to do, do you want to do that breathwork one? We're
1: going to do a breathwork class so that we can all figure out exactly what kind of movements and kind of imaginary gestures we can do to facilitate the best restoration and depth of that whole matrix of alveoli to 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 vascular connection. Great, Uh,
0: a very thorough investigation into the three stages of infection today, uh, featuring Dr. Michael Smith and me, Anthony Sanna. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I guess we'll see you in the next uh, podcast video.
1: Great, thanks Anthony, and I'll try and be more organized and
0: shorter.